San Antonio Sports Star Audio Vault is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. Joe Reinager, Jason Minix, The Blitz. It is The Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. He is Joe Reinagle. I'm Jason Minix from the Minix Kitchen Studio because of the ice day. Ice day, right? It's yeah. cold outside, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, what snow day? There was no snow, at least around here, right? I think up in the hill country there might have been. I see some icicles out there on your bushes, but... Uh, other than that, it's really just cold. It, it is. It is cold. It is nasty in the state of Texas. Our good friend Jane Slater from the NFL Network left the cold of Texas to go to the cold of New York City. And somehow <laughs> I think it might be colder it. here than there. It is, actually. That is factually accurate. Uh, they got their big snowstorm last week, um, but I was out and about today doing some meetings, and I was I, I didn't need my coat. That's how much warmer it is here. So wow. I'm looking. I'm looking. I've been following the news because you guys have been following the journey that has been my new home. And now that I've got hot water that apparently turned on on Wednesday after I left because I did not have a shower for a week, uh, I'm just sitting here monitoring my cameras, praying that the pipes aren't going to burst while I'm gone. Wow. Now, so you you didn't leave, like leave them running or have somebody that can go in there and do that for you. I didn't. So what I did do, my 70-year-old retired father, he came over there and turned the water off to the house, and then we left uh, the faucets dripping. Uh, or There's no water coming to the house, but we left them on. Um, and then I've been keeping the heat on at about 72 while I'm gone, just praying for the best. Well, that's awesome, Jane. I mean, see, you're, you're getting the hang of this homeowner thing real quick. You know, it's funny. My girlfriends uh, that navigate this business with newborn children or even dogs, for that matter, I've been pretty, you know, uh, commitment-free for uh, most of my adult life and prepping the house and covering the plants. I felt like I was getting childcare for my home before I left. So I sympathize <laughs> with all of you doing the work-life balance now. It is so incredible. And then, you know, like Ryan Engel's question, Joe's question, my question, you know, the girl, dad, and us coming out. Well, did you did, did you leave the water running? <laughs> exactly. They, they did. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, I mean, Jane, you know, I've got a daughter that's 23. Ryan Engel yeah. has five daughters. Yes. Oh, five. my God. What did you do in your high school years to necessitate the universe getting you back? I can't say I it on the I can't say it on the radio, Jane. So uh-huh. I'll, I'll, uh, the book will be coming out soon. <laughs> exactly. I hear it's a page turner. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it's very similar to the book that we're going to get with these Brian Flores lawsuits, which you oh, know wow. you think about, uh, you know, old man and texting problems. I mean, this all kind of starts with a Bill Belichick texting the wrong Brian in his phone. You're up there in New York at the NFL Network Studios. What are you hearing about this major story? Instead of getting everybody ready for the Super Bowl, we are spending more time talking about lawsuits. I mean, look, it's a big deal. And, you know, I think the NFL is being really mindful with how we talk about it, how we cover it, and not to say that as a media entity we're not, because if you've been watching all of our coverage – 
I mean, it's led every single show, uh, from the morning show to the podcast to uh, Total Access. But, you know, as as you had brought up, I mean, it's just this interesting footnote that Bill Belichick is sort of the smoking gun in this because he accidentally sent a text to the wrong bill and how many of us have accidentally sent the wrong text message and gone, oh. And it, for me, it was, I effed up, and then it was BB. <laughs> yeah. like, you, know you know that Simpsons meme of when they walk in the door and it's like, do, 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 walk out? That's what it felt like to me. Um, uh, I, you know, they brought up an interesting point on, on NFL Network. Steve Weiss is one of my colleagues uh, who has done a lot of stuff with, you know, the historically black colleges and um, a lot of, and interviewed a lot of these coaches and is very well versed in the Rooney rule and Colin Kaepernick go down the list. Uh, but he said, ultimately, a lot of change in corporations, whether it be NFL or not, are typically necessitated uh, as a result of lawsuits. And I, I don't know what the answer is, right? Like, I don't know, you know, independent of removing names from resumes uh, in all of our line of work, how you make sure that the hiring process is fair, that it's diverse, that the resume matches the talent. Um, because you do have to address the diversity issue. And when you look at our, I think it's 80% uh, of the league is, you know, African-American males. And, you know, the executives and the ownership really aren't in alignment with that. And so I think that there's always no different than being a female covering the league, right? Like, I don't have that many bosses that look like me. Um, but I would submit that I've got some really dynamic bosses where, that don't necessarily make me feel like I'm at a disadvantage because of. Um, but this is a situation where, you know, they're going to work through the legalese. Um, you know, can you prove this? Is it an optics thing that they address? Uh, it's hard to say. There's a lot of people weighing in a lot of opinions on this, and it's not that I'm sidestepping for fear of, you know, fear of retribution from my network, et cetera. It's just I feel like we're so quick to want to di digest and uh, give perspective on things without having the full totality of, it, of the information. But I don't think it's a shock to some people that, that they feel this way, and you know, I had to look at the Cowboys when they interviewed Marvin Lewis. Like, that was sort of in and out, right? And then they hired Mike McCarthy uh, the last day. So, you know, a lot of these teams have – Chris Richard has expressed frustration to me in the past, you know, with the same things. And so, again, I think it's, it goes back to how do you prove that? In other words, how do you prove – how do any of us prove that we're better – than this person because in my own field it is very subjective in other words i have one boss who thinks i'm great and another boss who thinks that i'm not and i know that you guys feel that even in the radio industry and you know it is a small fraternity slash sorority and a lot of these any and a lot of these jobs uh that it's tricky to get uh employment of and you know it is sort of the i help my friend i mean again going back and pulling the cowboys in mike mccarthy hired a lot of his guys you know, the Mike Nolans, the Jim Tom Sulas, and were they the best guys for the job? Well, last year it proved that they weren't. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's tricky to sort of weigh in here, but I, I think Brian Flores coming forward 
Um, the next question is going to be who is going to join him. Is it going to be any current coaches who feel that way? Past coaches? I think this thing's going to be very interesting. But to your point, him dropping it the way that he did, going on all of these shows this week. I mean, we're not just talking sports shows. I mean, he was on the morning talk shows. And so it's even people that aren't well-versed in football and the comings and goings, you know, it's, I mean, it's now a topic, you know, at the dinner table and at the water cooler that people are discussing. So really, really interesting and, and obviously been top of mind this week. We know, Jane, that is, uh, you know, disturbing in itself when you're talking about the racial aspect of all of this. But what to me is also disturbing is the claims of throwing games, being paid to lose games. Now, Hugh Jackson has come out saying the same thing about the Cleveland Browns that Brian Flores is saying about the Miami Dolphins. And, and to me, that really goes to the integrity of the game in the NFL. Well, and you know what's going to be interesting about this, and I might be stepping in it here a little bit, but, you know, with Bounty Gate, the frustration was not only, you know, the health and safety of the players, but also the integrity of the game, right? And you saw what the punishment was for Sean Payton for that uh, with Bounty Gate. Uh, so how do you punish the league's owners? I mean, the the most severe punishment we essentially fall in this league with Jerry Richardson following the claims of racism and the you know, Carolina Panthers. Um, but how do you punish the owners when Roger Goodell works for the owners mm -hmm. and how, and how many owners are going to come forward and vote against another owner for fear their own skeletons come out of the closet. It's that's why I think this whole thing is really interesting and dynamic, and it's. I think I've also got to be careful uh, with what I say here. Again, going back to just not having all of the knowledge of it and, and keeping up with it the same as, as those of you that are following the storyline. Uh, it's just there's a lot of there's a lot of layers here and a lot of things to unpack. Uh, there is, and it, it's hard when you think about it as we visit with Jane Slater from the NFL Network here on the Blitz, punishing. Coaches, um, you know, if you if you gave them some sort of side bonus, there is no salary cap for coaches. Where with Bounty Gate, you know, you were circumventing the salary cap. So I don't know what punishment other than you know you look at the integrity of the game. Do you take away draft picks? But like you said, you know, it, it's the owners that that you know or the organization. I don't know how Roger Goodell deals with that. I'm sure that this is not what Roger Goodell was hoping we'd all be talking about as we get ready for a Super Bowl in Los Angeles with two great teams with uh, or two uh, two teams full of great storylines, probably a better way to say it. And yet another team hoping a, hosting a Super Bowl at home only the second time in, you know, the last two years. Um, that's fascinating and it, you know, you've got you know the quarterback from Dallas who's, you know, spent all those years in Detroit, wasn't able to get it done, spends one year uh, with the Rams. You've got one of the oldest offensive linemen in the game, and Andrew Whitworth uh, playing in this one. Cooper Cup, like what an incredible year for him. And then when you look on the other side, the Bengals, I mean, everyone knocked them. Like, should you have taken Jamar Chase and invested in your offensive line instead? And, you know, they went all in on a lot of these guys. And look how it's, you know, it's played out, and it just – yeah, there's so many intriguing guys. So Odell Beckham Jr. to have left Cleveland the way that he did and now be, you know, looking at possibly hoisting up a Lombardi trophy uh, next Sunday. So, yeah, I mean, there's so many interesting storylines with this. And, you know, 
being that our, I haven't even been to our brand new NFL Network studios, which are rather impressive. I've seen the markups for years, um, but I'm getting to see it for the first time next week. And there is so much excitement just building in LA to be able to host it there. And, and even when we had some of the uncertainty heading into this, you know, just a couple of months ago, like, is the Super Bowl going to happen in LA uh, with the results of COVID? And then, the halftime show is going to be iconic with guys like Snoop Dogg and Mary J. Blige. I mean, it's, it's going to be a fun one. But, yes, I wouldn't say that the Flora thing put a damper on things because I think that that would be unfair to Brian Flores' claims and how he has felt about the situation. But, you know, it's definitely going to be something that we're going to be talking about next week. But I, I still think that, you know, everyone's excited about the Super Bowl, the matchup, and, and where it's taking place. Jane, before we let you go, the other big story in the NFL yesterday was the reveal of Washington football team's new name, <laughs> where they stole the name of the San Antonio Commanders of the Old Alliance League, which was an incredible 53-day run. It, within your circles, in your text groups, uh, the fact that they're going commies, what, what was the reaction to the team name for, for the NFL Network types? I would say it was anticlimactic, but... I can't tell you how long and how hard it was for two things. Getting the, the L.A. Chargers for the longest time, I mean, I it was so hard for me to call them the L.A. Chargers. That was mm-hmm. that took a minute. <laughs> and then it took a minute for me to figure out, you know, Las Vegas Raiders, right? Because it's just sort of ingrained in your brain. And then with Washington having, you know, cover them twice, twice a year uh, during the season – I sort of gotten used to the Washington football team. I actually didn't mind it at all. And then they come out with the commanders and you're sort of like, anticlimactic. <laughs> I don't know. That's just, that's my personal preference uh, or my personal opinion on it. And I think some, like I said, that, that covered it, we we're sort of texting and going commanders. Huh? Okay. Uh, I think the uniforms are pretty neat. Like I like, uh, I like the stars on the side and sort of that homage to, uh, the military there in, in Washington. But like I said, I'd sort of gotten used to the Washington football team. Uh, so, yeah, a little anticlimactic for me, I guess. And the fact that it had already sort of been leaked because they had found the domain and the guy behind the rebranding typically is the one that buys the domains. And so we had already heard rumblings it was commanders. Uh, so, again, anticlimactic for that as well. Well, Jane, I got to tell you, you're way ahead of me because I still say San Diego Chargers. I can't help it. I've been saying it for so many years. It's San Diego Chargers to me. It's tough for me to make that transition. I know. I've gotten really close to. Uh, I love the Spanos family who owns uh, the Chargers, and I remember I was like texting him something. I was like, "Hey, uh, I've got San Diego this week," and then he goes, "Jane, L.A., L.A., L.A.," and I'm like, "Oh yeah." Like wrong guy to say that to. It just says to them that their you know their marketing efforts uh, haven't been great. Although I did love the color change and the whole bolt up. I mean, I honestly do love that powder blue and and the bolt, but that's just me. It's good stuff. Jane <laughs> Slater from the NFL Network in New York. Now we'll see you in LA next week at the Super Bowl. Jane, always great catching up with you. Great catching up with you guys. Thanks for having me on. Follow her on Twitter Absolutely. at Slater NFL. Always good stuff with Jane.